Hola, hola, mi gente. Muchos saludos. It's your girl V with another episode. And I am clearly still struggling with these allergies and cold. But I do want to do a quick shout out to Roger P, who hooked it up so that I can actually do this episode. He hooked me up with a few things to help me not sound as stuffed, even though I still do. But yo, thanks, man. I really appreciate it. I just wanted to share a little bit with you guys. It has been a very busy time and not just with family, but also with friends. So I did make a few observations and that's what I want to talk about today. Before I get into that, I just wanted to share a little bit with you on what's been going on with me. I noticed a few things about myself. I've been super busy, kind of slacking off a little bit on the self-care. So I started feeling a little bit overwhelmed and even considered not dropping a podcast this week because it is okay to take breaks for yourself. So I wanted to make that clear, but I got the energy and some inspiration based on what I was struggling with this past week. So I took like four days off, no work, and made no plans other than to do homework. You know, I have homework and quizzes every week. There are at least, at least mm, about four assignments, two quizzes, at least, that's a minimal. And of course, you know, a lot of reading. And I figured, you know, I could catch up on that. Well, my body kind of (laughs) had other plans. I couldn't concentrate. I felt really drained. And I know it had a lot to do with the way I was feeling, um, partially, you know, because I got this cold. And the other part was emotionally, you know. So I wanted to share that with you guys because sometimes we see people and we think they're doing okay, everything looks good on the outside. And for some of us, like me, we are kind of private when it comes to certain things and there are only like a select number of people, if any, that know exactly how you truly feel. I am one of those people. Like I have been feeling kind of like, oh, I really don't want to talk about the way I feel. And, you know, it's a good thing I have this podcast because then I don't have a choice. I get to talk to you and you listen and you're great at listening. Like there's no response. There's no, you know, I mean, there can be feedback, but it's after the fact that I let it all out. So like I've told you in the past, the podcast is a lot of work. However, it is also therapeutic for me and it helps me. So I'm glad I'm, not, I'm glad I'm on here with you and I'm glad that you're taking the time to listen because I feel like today what I'm going to talk about is important and we do need to talk about it because a lot of us are experiencing it. And so what I'm going to talk about today is dealing with the holiday blues. And I was like, is that really a real thing? Like even just saying it, I was like, that sounds so corny, like holiday blues. You know, like I feel like they, I don't know if there's a song, but anyways, I just feel like it would be like a sad song or something because because it happens. It's real, you know, and um, I experienced that this past week. Like I was saying, I took four days off. I didn't tell anybody I was off. I'm sure if I had, you know, maybe, you know, some family and friends would have reached out to me to hang out, which may probably have been a good thing for me, but I felt so stressed out too with work and just needed some rest because I had gone to New York and was still jet lag and ended up getting a cold out there. So 
I was not like 100% to where, oh, I just want to hang out and stuff. I just did need some time to myself, but I feel like it was way too much time for myself. But here I am, and I'm good. And uh, it's back to work we go. <laughs> Holiday blues, I just thought, like, is that really a real thing? Like, I know it, I know that I experience it. And I noticed, like, it's like it starts, like, at a certain time. And I always felt like it had to do with, you know, I've lost people during this time. And then just going through the grieving process which I still owe y'all an episode on grieving. I totally do, and I will get to it. <clears throat> but the grieving process that I have been going through, and I noticed today, like I was, you know, <clears throat> sharing with a friend, and the tears just started flowing, and I was like, I don't even know why I'm crying, you know? And he's like, uh, I don't either. <laughs> and all I could do was laugh because it was like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> he's like I don't know why you're crying either like <laughs> you have to figure that out girl because I don't know you don't know I don't know you know but you know it's good to be able to do that and not feel judged or be like girl why are you crying you better stop you know just you know just letting the tears flow and I felt a little bit after that a little bit better after that or maybe I just needed to let it out I don't know I guess you know it was you know it helped a little and so then I was still thinking like, oh, God, I'm stressed out. I don't know what to talk about. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to talk about that. I'm going to talk about that because it's real. It's in my face. And I had a lot of people share with me that they were feeling kind of depressed, too, and they didn't understand why. Then they shared with me like, you know, my, my friend is, you know, also feeling that same way. And I was thinking, well, maybe, you know, because the pandemic has a lot to do with that, because last year we really couldn't be with family. And technically, this is the first year that we we get together with our family. And for some of us, we still have that fear of not wanting to catch that virus. And so it's understandable to have that fear, which causes stress, which can lead to, you know, feeling that depression. So naturally, you know, um, there are some things, there are some reasons some of us do deal with the seasonal depression and it and, and it's around this time it just depends where you live on live you know um for some of us in the south we still get a lot of sun but not as much as we're used to but up north they really get they really get less daylight and so i don't know what the st statistics are i didn't look them up or anything to see if like during the winter time are the numbers higher in the north than they are in the south I just know that it does happen, and that's one of the triggers. So there are a few triggers, of course, one being that you, if you struggle with depression as it is, well, the holidays may trigger it as well. And it has nothing to do with not um, not enjoying family time. Um, it just get there can be so many different reasons why, but naturally, if you deal with depression, that's just one of those things you cannot turn it on and off as you please because if we could let's be real all of us that you know suffer with depression we would clearly turn it off and keep that sucker off because nobody enjoys depression it's not a very good thing to deal with and it really does suck when you when there's an onset of depression because <clears throat> for me sometimes I feel like it kind of sneaks up on me and then I'm like oh wait I had to stop and think about it I, I felt like I was okay but I knew I was a little bit off and my daughter, she's like, 
when I told her, no, I'm not going to do nothing. Like, she's like, not even going to hang out with your friends. Because technically, I was supposed to be gone for the Thanksgiving holiday. I was going to go to Dallas. But I didn't go after all. <clears throat> because, you know, I had a cold and stuff. So it was just pointless of me trying to go tailgating at the football game. And feeling the way I felt. It just was not going to work for me. So I stayed home. And so I could rest and stuff. And my daughter was like, Mom, you're seriously not going to go anywhere. And I was like, no. And she looks at me, she's like, are you depressed? And I was like, uh, I don't know. And so I had to stop and think about it. And I was like, mm, you know what? I am a little bit. And so I was like, okay. And so I decided to join one of my girlfriends and her family, you know, for Thanksgiving. Because my kids, you know, they had already made plans. We, we already knew because, you know, mom was going to be gone. So we had, they had already made plans, which was not a problem. I was okay with that. Like, that's not even a problem. And so I went and kicked it with my friend and her family, which was nice. It was good. I had a good time. We all laughed and stuff and we were messing, you know, just joking around and everything. And I was just there and ate good and had good conversations, which is what I would have done with family as well, you know. So didn't miss out on food, didn't miss out on conversation. And then came home, but I did notice that I felt a little bit off. I, when I stopped to think about it, it was like, oh, well, there are a few things that really are bothering me. Major one being I'm getting antsy with this semester. It's almost done, y'all. I'm like, <laughs> I want to get it done with. But there are still assignments. There are still quizzes. There's still an exam and still a final exam that I need to do before I close that chapter. And I'm feeling like, dude, like I'm ready. I'm ready. Like I want this semester to end and I'm close to the finish line. And sometimes when we get close to that finish line, it's like when we get so anxious, it's like we just want to get it done. It's like the kids right before they went on their winter break, they probably didn't want to do anything at school. It's a little bit different when you're in college because you can't just like, oh, I'm going to slack off and I'll pick it up when school starts again. No, this semester is going to end, girl. So it's do or die. Like if you don't get the grade, if you get a failing grade, like you just threw away money. And it's going to mess up your GPA. And I can't afford to throw money away. And I also can't afford to mess up my GPA. So I need to buckle down, suck it up, and, you know, finish strong, right? But I, I realized, though, that it was really stressing me out. And I realized that I felt um, kind of constrained to that. Like, I've had to say no to a lot of things. And a part of me, like, I am a social butterfly, but when I don't feel good, when I am feeling a little bit depressed, I do tend to kind of take a seat back and chill. You know, I'll take a step back and just kind of do my own thing. And um, then when I'm ready, then I'll reach out to somebody. I actually met up with some friends last night, had dinner, was nice, and just poured out all my issues, <laughs> which I was thinking I got none, you know, <laughs> But when, you know, they started talking about their stuff and then I finally was like, you know what, they're sharing. I'm going to share too. And I just laid it all out and it felt good just to say it. I was like, dude, I was letting this stuff stress me out and it's major stuff. Don't get me wrong. Now it's time to look at those things that I put on the table and see what is actually my responsibility and what is somebody else's responsibility. Because I love like the, if I love you and I care about you. When you're going through stuff, like, I feel it in my heart. Like, I, I wish I could fix everything for you, which I know I can't, and I'm not going to. 
but I just feel like, man, you know, it just sucks. And then sometimes, you know, I'll put things on my plate that really don't belong to me. It's just like, it's somebody's season to go through a tough time and they got to deal with it. And all I can do is just be there for them, which is more than enough. You know, we get to stress ourselves out. So get back to the triggers, right? I mean, that was one though. I had uh, some family conflict going on. And so that also caused a little bit of depression and a little bit of anxiety and, you know, made me feel blue. It made me feel like, man, you know, like I wanted things to be like this. So all of these things that I'm telling you that I'm feeling, it's like all of these things are just all triggers for depression. Like it was just a formula created to just boom, you're going to get depressed during the holidays because of all these things. So let me break you down, break, break it down. All of these things that I have experienced and they are triggers for everyone, not just for me. So, of course, like I said, depression is one. If you're depressed, it's going to manifest itself here and there, you know, based on triggers. So there being less daylight. And I know a lot of people have expressed that. It's like, man, this time change is just like not working for me. I feel some type of way. And I'm like, yo, me too. Like, I would think because I gained an hour, I would feel much better. You know what I'm saying? Like, dude, it's a whole hour. But no, because my body's used to a certain time going to bed and it's actually later and so I like it's just uh I just need to get to bed early but anyways that's another subject (laughs) but the less daylight though it does affect you um I've noticed a lot of people have shared that with me there they feel like man I run out of time or just feels like we can't do anything because there isn't enough daylight hold on y'all I need a drink so like I was saying the less you know the fact that they're the factor of less daylight is definitely a trigger because then you're getting less vitamin D and stuff. And that also helps you with, you know, feeling the, you know, feeling depression or the reverse of that, you know, feeling good. Another thing is, of course, like I said, the stress of family and friends, not just family conflict, because, you know, that, that is something we experience and family conflict sucks, y'all. Like family is important to me, but peace is more important to me. But it's kind of hard depending on how close that family member is to you. You know what I'm saying? Like, if it's one of your kids, if it's your parents, like, that's closer to home. Like, that's part of your unit. And so when there's family conflict going on in those areas, it makes it really, really hard. Like, with your siblings and stuff, it just, it makes it hard. Now, there's some things that, okay, if you're a part of it, you know, you can decide how you're going to handle that conflict, deal with that conflict. You always want to practice um, boundaries and make decisions based on what's going to make a relationship healthy. Sometimes you can't determine that because the other person may be toxic or may not respect boundaries. And so in that case, you have to kind of cut off that person or limit your time with them, which sucks. Like, if it's a cousin, it's still hard for me. Like, I'm, you know, somos mexicanos. Like, cousins are like siblings. You know what I'm saying? But think about it even more so when it's a sibling even more so if it's your kid even more so if it's a parent like that's tough like that really gets you like that hurts you to the core at least for me you know I can only speak for me because man I love my mom I love my kids you know I love my kids spouses I love my grandchildren I love my you know siblings I love my nieces and nephews like I love my cousins you know like 
I love them. So when there is family conflict going on, I kind of feel like in the middle, especially like, let's say if it's my kids, I'm definitely going to feel like I'm in the middle, you know, or it's between my parents and my kids or, you know, um, it's me and one of my siblings or, or two of my siblings or whatever the case is like, like it makes it uncomfortable because you're trying to get the family together, but so-and-so is arguing with such and such and kind of makes it a little bit difficult. So that's a stress that can, you know, make you feel that holiday blue because, We always think about family time as a joyful event, a joyful time. Some of you may be celebrating holidays for the first time after losing a loved one. So it is understandable to feel a certain type of way. And you know what? Let's talk about social media, y'all, because y'all be looking at these pictures like guilty. I did it this past week. And I saw the family pictures and they're with their kids and their grandkids and it just looks so beautiful and perfect. And I felt like, yo, I don't have a picture with my kids or my grandkids to say happy Thanksgiving from my family to yours. Because we, you know, planned our holidays a little bit different because we were supposed to get together on Saturday. However, I have a cold. And, you know, my son and his family, they were sick. So guess what? We're not going to get together and all be sick together. You know what I'm saying? So we had to postpone it. It didn't mean that there's something wrong with our family. And if there was, I mean, hey, we're normal. Ain't none of us perfect. What I'm saying is, though, that we compare our lives to what we see, what we see on social media. Now, we weren't there with the, those beautiful pictures that everything looks so perfect. <clears throat> we just see what people post. And people post positive things for the most part. Because I know me, I'm not posting my business out there. I posted stuff and people be like, was that about me? You know, I feel like that was geared towards me. And I'm like, yo, what are you talking about? Which post are you talking about? Because sometimes I see stuff half the time I think it's freaking hilarious so I'm like yo I'm gonna share this one this is funny and stupid you know and then other stuff it might be like you know something spiritual so like like if you (laughs) if you base my social media on what I post like who I am and stuff you can be like she is a confused emotional gangster religious but a heathen at the same time and you know all kinds of stuff like it's not gonna like flow like if you go by that you know I mean some stuff I just think is funny and then there are times where like yo this is very encouraging you know I want to share this you know so I mean do what you want with the social media I really am not like I'm really I really do my best to not try to like base who I am on how many likes I get and that's and stuff like that and I know that's a real thing does it feel good to get likes hell yeah it feels good just like it feels good you know for people to listen to my podcast like if I I look at the numbers I'm like yes you know and lately the numbers have been low y'all but I mean what am I gonna do quit because the numbers are low I mean when it's time for me to quit I'll quit but I don't feel like it's time for me to quit just yet you know so I'm gonna keep going I'm gonna keep doing it Even if I can't breathe and I probably sound like, I don't know, crazy. Um, But I'm out here. I'm trying, yo. I'm hustling. I'm hustling. 
Okay, so let's get back uh, on track with the triggers because I kind of went off on social media, but it does have to do with triggers as well because social media does do that to us. We psych ourselves out by paying attention to what everyone else is doing and also basing it on likes and stuff like that. So clearly, if you don't get enough likes, that's definitely going to trigger your holiday blues, especially if like you're really putting effort into it. So sometimes you just need to chill with that, you know? But also the stress of obligations, right? Because... We have so many people that love us and care about us. I know me. Like, I have quite a bit of friends and family. And they want to do Friendsgiving. And they do their um, own day of celebration to accommodate people, honestly, is how I feel. Because I know that's how we did ours. We usually do it, like, the week after. But I also notice, like, some people do it, like, the day before. Like, Thanksgiving, they'll do it, like, the Wednesday before the Thursday. And I'm like, yo, you know, that sounds like a good idea. I might just start doing that myself like next year where I do it just the day before because I'm one person. I'm a single woman. My kids are grown. So I have a little more flexibility, let's say, than someone who's married and has kids. And you know what I mean? So I have a little more flexibility, flexibility than like my daughter. Um, she's got to go visit in-laws and she's got her little family and my son, he's got to, and then both of my kids, honestly, they got in-laws and they got to go visit their dad's, you know, family too. You know what I mean? So it's easier for me to change my date instead of like obligating my children or making them feel that stress, that pressure that, Hey, on this holiday, you better spend time with me. I don't need to do that because I know my kids love me. Like, if I need anything or if I just want to be with them, they will be there. Yeah, it's great to celebrate and it's awesome. Cool. But I'm thinking like, you know, I guess I could do it the Wednesday before. And then, you know, Thursday they go do their thing. So that's not a bad idea. I kind of like that idea, y'all. With the family obligations, friend obligations. Everybody wants to celebrate and do things and try to do it on a different day just so they can get that celebration in, which is awesome. It's a good thing. It's not a bad thing. But that can be a trigger as well to make you feel overwhelmed and trigger those holiday blues. Another thing is financial stress. A lot of people are doing the whole Black Friday shopping, which is cool. If you got the money, hey, more power more power to you. But that alone is like crazy insane. I didn't do any shopping. I have in the past. I probably should have participated in Blue, um, in Blue Friday and Black Friday because there are a few things that I do actually need, not necessarily just want. But to deal with all those people so of course I would wear my mask or whatever but still like to feel the way I feel and to go out there with the crowds I don't know how bad it was like maybe I'm wrong maybe it wasn't as bad as I remember it being but I remember the lines being crazy long and you know some people get a little bit crazy I never really had any problems like where somebody was fighting for the last box of a certain xbox controller or whatever the heck you know but I know that happens, you know what I'm saying? So if you went out there and did that shopping, hey, more power to you. But it's going to be like this, that financial stress is here because now we have Christmas coming up and a lot of people buy gifts and people expect gifts, you know. So that's another pressure. That's a stress on you emotionally and financially and physically because then you got to, I mean, you know, you can do online shopping, but even still that takes some of your time definitely takes your finances, you know, and it takes energy too. 
So it's not a bad thing. It's good, you know, like if you start early and not be like me, last minute shopper, maybe it won't be as much stress. So there's a tip for that one, right? That was something else I wanted to share with you about ooh, expectations. That's what it was. Another trigger to holiday blues is unrealistic expectations. Maybe we wanted the celebration to go a certain way. We had these plans. We're going to play this game. I'm going to spend X amount of time with, you know, my dad's family and X amount of time with my mom's family, X amount of time with my in-laws or X amount of time with my kids, whatever, whatever the case is, whatever expectation or, you know, the stuffing's going to taste like this and I'd be bomb, you know, like, and then it, it wasn't like that'll make me sad, you know, because I love dressing like, and I make this really good dressing, y'all. But anyways, okay, so unrealistic expectations will cause you to not enjoy the moment like sometimes we make it or expect this big old shebang you know and it's just family time it's just chill time and we you know want this big old thing or we just set these expectations out of people and some of them can't deliver so you got to be realistic right so let's talk about that like what can we do Mm -hmm. about the holiday blues you know all those things that I talked about the depression the obligations event obligations social obligations whatever you want to call them the financial stress the family conflict the unrealistic expectations social media all that stuff sometimes it just takes one of us to stop and think about it or talk about it for us to realize like yo pump the brakes I need a break. I need a time out, you know, and it is absolutely acceptable and healthy for you to take time out. Only you know when you need a time out. So please think about that as you celebrate the holidays. If you need a time out, you be sure to take that time out because your peace is more important than anything else. Because if you ignore your personal needs, your mental needs, you're going to end up in a, a dark place or a stressed or overwhelmed state. And we don't want to get there. Trust me. Learn from me from this past week. Like, yo, you know, get it together. You know what you need to do. But sometimes we don't do it. And it takes a moment like this, like, hey, you know what? She's right. You know, she's dropping some gems here. Like, yo, it's simple, simple stuff. It's not even freaking rocket science. Like, this is simple stuff. But when we're in it, we don't stop and think about it, you know? So what can we do? Of course, if if you're the person that's struggling with depression, you know, I'm always telling y'all, get that professional help. It does wonders. Because think about it, that social worker, that counselor doesn't have emotions at stake. You know what I'm saying? Like when you talk to friends, when you talk to family, there are feelings involved in the sense of the fact that they love you. They care about you. Your counselor may care about you. Your counselor will want the best for you. Your counselor wants you to get to a healthy mental place. That's their job. And they can teach you techniques in communication, in dealing with stress, you know, and things of that sort. 
where family, when emotions get involved, it can complicate or they may give you advice that is based on what they want for you instead of what is best for you or what has worked for them and it might not necessarily fit you as a coping skill, you know, because we're all just so different. Everybody's just so dynamic. Our minds are just so very different. So seek that professional help. Don't be embarrassed to do it. You know, get it. If you feel like finances are an issue, like for me, in my case, I can't do my counseling as much as I would want to because of finances. I just can't, y'all. And it sucks. It sucks because that is a problem because there are a lot of people out there that aren't able to get that professional help because they can't afford it and they're left to fiend for themselves, so to speak. That sucks. I feel for you because there are times where like, I need another counseling session and it's like, yo, finances say you don't, you know, because it's just too much. It happens. It's real. What are some of the things, you know, that we can do, though, to be supportive of those that are around us that do suffer from depression? Now, you don't want to get sucked in, but you can be you can be supportive. You don't have to shame that person, you know, because people could easily tell me, yo, V, like, what's the problem? Like, why are you feeling depressed? You have your family, you have your kids, you got grandkids, you have a job, you have a car, you have a house, you have your health. What are you depressed about? Like, that would be shaming me. Like, yo, it has nothing to do with what I got. It has nothing to do with what status I hold. You know, this is something that I just struggle with. I'm healing from trauma from the past and I'm getting better. I don't get as depressed as I used to. I'm getting so much better and I'm also learning how to talk about it. Let's not shame anybody just because they go through depression or because they feel anxiety because that is their reality. Now, do we want people to stay in that place? No, we don't, but we're not professionals. So be supportive. Encourage them to, you know, take those um, counseling sessions and things of that sort and be encouraging in the sense like, I can't change how you feel, but hey, I'm here for you. I'm thankful for you. You know, let me know what I can do for you. And sometimes it's just like they just need you to listen or they just needed to hear that. Sometimes they need a little bit of space. And sometimes they need you to say, hey, we're cool. We're going to dinner. Just need you to go to dinner with me and then you can go back home. But I just need you to get out of the house. And it's like, OK, cool. Like that works for me. Like I was kind of like, Ugh, I don't feel like going anywhere. But I made myself go because I know I know that the minute that I tell um, my safe people, hey, yo, I'm depressed. I feel like I'm getting depressed. They'll be quick to like, okay, what are we doing? Come on, we're going to go to dinner. Oh, hey, I'm going to pick you up. We're just going to go for a drive. You know, like only you know what who your safe people are. And like I've told you all in the past, have more than one because sometimes if you just have one, that person may not be accessible. They may be busy. They may have other obligations. They may be going through their own stuff. If you have more than one, then you can go to one of your other safe people and they can be there for you you know, or they can alternate, whatever the case is. That's healthy. There's nothing wrong with that. And that's coming from me, a person that finds it hard to ask people for help. And I'm working on it, y'all. So if if I can work on it and I can, you know, humble myself and understand that I can't do it all by myself, yeah, I may be superwoman, Wonder Woman, whatever. <clears throat> I still don't, can't do it on my own. I can't. And I've tried and I've done it. And I've suffered some things that I really didn't have to because I was just so stubborn and had to just do it on my own or learned that all I had was me. 
And it doesn't have to be that way if you have a good support system. So shout out to my support system. I love you guys. I don't, I mean, you know, my kids and I have my close-knit friends. Like, I love y'all. Thank you for not giving up on me. Thank you for the, being there for me. Like, I adore y'all. I love y'all. I know I'm not perfect. I know I can get on your nerves. Y'all can get on my nerves, but it's all good. It's all love, you know. So shout out to y'all. I love y'all. The other thing you can do is um, if you're struggling with the holiday blues, is set realistic expectations. You know, take it at face value. Who you're dealing with or what holiday you're celebrating. Take it at face value. Don't add to it. Don't set these expectations like maybe you've been watching Hallmark. <laughs> hey, I love Hallmark too, y'all. So I'm not laughing at you because you watch Hallmark. I'm just laughing at the fact that we all want that perfect little holiday. Just like then, like the Target comes out so perfect and just like all the sides and they got all the pretty dishes and everything. And then you, you know, you go kick it with your family. And it's like, hey, it's still in that um, disposable tray. But I don't care as long as she's good. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, no judgment at all. I promise you. Like, as long as it tastes good. Like, um, y'all don't be, you know. I know there was a meme going around on uh, social media. And it said, <clears throat> it said, it said, don't be trying new recipes on Thanksgiving. And if you can't cook, then sit your ass down. <laughs> you know, and it was like, yo, for real, facts. Like, if you can't cook, don't do it. Just bring like the the disposable plates and forks or or drinks or something, you know? <laughs> like, don't do it. Or maybe you are better at baking than hey, bake bake the desserts. But y'all don't be trying on new recipes if you're not really sure. Uh, don't be ruining no holiday dinners or, or lunches like that, okay? Yeah, okay, so that's my little bit. And uh, <laughs> um, another thing you can do is say no. If you are feeling overwhelmed by lots of invitations, because it's not just the holidays, you know, um, friends want to spend time with you and invite you to things, but maybe you have a birthday during those holiday months. I know I do, and usually I'm like, it's my ho- it's my birthday month. Yeah, I'm going to party. But school was like, no, you ain't. You're going to sit your ass down and you're going to study. And this cold, too, has been like, you're definitely going to sit your butt down and study. You're not going anywhere, ma'am. So, <clears throat> so much for my birthday month. I still got next week, y'all. I'm just saying. <laughs> nah, but for real, it's okay to say no. It's okay to say no to some invitations. If it's just too much, if it's overwhelming, and especially those last minute invitations, like, yeah, you know, you want to do everything. You want to celebrate with people. There's some people you haven't seen in a while because of the pandemic. But you also don't want to overwhelm yourself. You don't want to overbook yourself. That is too much stress to deal with. It's not worth it. It really isn't. I know I talked about that in um, the episode for holiday survival tips. Another thing is limit your external stresses. What is that? I mean, aside from saying no to too many obligations. Another is like maybe take a break from social media because maybe seeing all those pictures, all those picture perfect families and you get that, like I'm doing air quotes, picture perfect. Picture perfect. I'm saying that again so you can like let it register. Picture perfect does not mean that it's perfect in reality, okay? Yes, I would say like I don't care, judge me. But it's true been there done that you know I remember posting pictures where home was upside down I would rather stay at work than to come home because it was that 
like the 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 um what do you call it not the stress but I remember times where you know it was like dude I got more peace at work than I do at home and that's just how stressful it was like you know you could cut it with a knife like it was that like legit it was that stressful just to come home like the pressure the just the the conflict the disagreements the stress the anxiety the depression was that much and it was like no I know I rather I rather be at work but yet social media pictures they were picture perfect you couldn't have seen that you wouldn't have seen that I feel like if you sometimes you can see it in people's eyes you know even in their pictures like it's like they're smiling but their eyes are saying a different story not always the case like I could smile right now and my eyes are like super watery yo I'm not like well yeah I was stressed out but in this case like I take a picture today and I'm happy um I really am happy but my eyes are gonna tell you like (laughs) like probably I've been I look like I've been crying all day or something but it is my allergies today okay I'm okay I'm okay today y'all taking a break from social media may help you relieve some of those holiday blues and get out of those holiday blues because we might feel like we're the odd ones out right because of what we see on social media sometimes just taking a break will help you get out of that rut where you don't feel like oh you know if only my family was like this and we took a picture like them and if only I got to you know spend all this time and and sometimes y'all like kid you not Beautiful pictures are taken. And don't get me wrong, not everybody is like doing the fake picture perfect um, photos on on social media. Some of y'all got beautiful families. Bless your families. Love to see the pictures. What I'm talking about is like us, ourselves, taking a break because we want our families to look like those picture perfect. No, there's no such thing. Your family, the way that they are, that is your imperfectly perfect family for you, okay? (laughs) So... Taking a break from social media may help you relieve some of those holiday blues, right? Also, you know, limiting external stresses is not just social media, but getting away from the typical expectations like that are associated with the holidays. Why not go do something different? Why not find something that you enjoy doing that has nothing to do with Thanksgiving, that has nothing to do with Christmas, that has nothing to do with New Year's Eve or finding something that you enjoy doing. That's one other way of, you know, limiting external stresses where you're not doing something that is expected of you during the holidays, but you're actually doing something that you enjoy during the holidays. Nothing wrong with that, y'all. And then also, of course, last but not least your self-care. Do not neglect your self-care. I think that's where I dropped the ball, y'all. I neglected my self-care. Self-care is important. It will help you manage the stress. It will help you deter those holiday blues because you're taking time for yourself. You're actually listening to your needs. Self-care is not a selfish thing. Self-care is you actually listen to the most important person in your life, and that is you. When you are out of balance, you are no good for yourself and definitely not good for anybody else. So it only makes sense to invest in your self-care, make it a priority, stop putting it last. I'm guilty, y'all. So if you've been doing that, it's cool. Dust yourself off, 
go set that appointment, get your hair did, get your nails did, toes did, get that massage, go take those yoga classes, go for a walk, spend a little bit of time with friends, whatever your self-care is, because everyone's is different. Soak in that bathtub, whatever it is, do it. Don't just say, oh my gosh, I really could use a massage right now. Set it up. Stop today, schedule that appointment and get it done. Oh man, I haven't had a chance to go to my yoga class. Hey, when's the next yoga class? Put an appointment in your calendar and go. Set a reminder so that you go and you don't miss it. Because you matter. You are important. You should matter to you. You should be important to you. You're not important to yourself. That's going to pretty much, you're going to give off those vibes to other people. And if you're not important to yourself, guess what? Other people are going to feel like you're not important either. And that's not a life to live. Like you are important. So come on, get it together. Get it together, my king, my queen. Dust yourself off. Set those appointments for your self-care, whatever it is that you need to do. And get out there and do it. You will get the shopping done. You will make it to that Christmas party. You will do what you got to do. But first, before all of that, take care of you. Okay, let's get out of these holiday blues, y'all. We are very blessed. We are privileged people. We may not have it all together. We may not be perfect. But if you're listening to this podcast, clearly you have electricity. You have some form of Wi-Fi, some smart device you can listen on or some way to stream it. And you're able to hear and you are in a good place because you are a person that wants to improve mentally, physically, emotionally. So kudos to you. Let's get through this together. I pray that you will continue to seek the greatness that God has for you and continue to grow. And during this holiday season, I really do hope that you take time out as needed. That is my hope for you. And as always, I'm here. I'm available. You can find me on Instagram, Voice of V. That is one of the best places. I'm on WhatsApp too. And then, of course, you can always listen to the podcast anytime, 24-7. It's available everywhere on most streaming platforms. So don't miss out. And until then, my people, take care of yourself. Do that self-care. Say no. Let's be realistic. And take a break when you need it. And a quick reminder, you are not the only one that's dealing with holiday blues. So if you felt like you were the only one off, you're not. There's several of us out here that felt the holiday blues, but we can get through it. Let's get past it. All right. So y'all have a wonderful week. Enjoy the rest of November. This is V and I'm out. And just like that, we wrap up another episode of Voice of V. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram. And the podcast can be found on Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Breaker, CastBox, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, and Stitcher. This is your girl V, and I'm out.